We're going to be learning Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the sixth piece in Hilchos Machalos Asuros. This is Perak Yudalid Halacha Vav. The case the Rambam is talking about is under what circumstances we combine prohibited foods to combine them for a shear in order to punish whoever ate them. And Rab Chaim is going to discuss how we view combinations of foods and a distinction between basar b'chalav, milk and meat, and other prohibited items. The Rambam writes, that any food, any vegetable or fruit, which is obligated in truma and meiser, you can combine all such foods together to create the shear of an olive size, a kazayis, Tevel of the tevel of untithed and untrumad food, because it's all the same prohibition of eating tevel. So you could take two different species and put them together. Now the Ravid disagrees with this, and he writes, taman shave. You can't just put any fruits or vegetables together, but they would have to have the same taste. And he quotes a Yerushalmi that says this. He says, We always say that If you have two, three different types of foods, but it's all the same species, or three different foods, and it's all called the same thing, So it's prohibited, and you can combine them. Now, the Yushalmi says, So Rab Chaim explains that this is a question. The Yushalmi is asking, does that really work, that you can just combine three random different species into the same thing? So it quotes, It's talking about sweet things. It says the Ravid, that means, So even if they're all prohibited from the same prohibition, that's the meaning of shame echad, but inan tam echad, they still need to have a similar taste. But when it comes to tevel, the seven different kinds of tevel do not have the same taste. So the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam. He says that you cannot just combine things because they're under the same prohibition. They also need to have the same taste. So Reb Chaim comments that it seems at first glance that the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ravid is the same as the machlokas between Rashi and Tosfos. So in the Gemara Navodazar and Dafsamachvav, there's a debate between Rav and Abaya. How do we define the case of min bemina, which means a species get, gets mixed in with the same species? So do we follow the taste in determining that they're the same species, or do we follow what they're called? So Rava holds that min bimino, we go basar shma, we follow the name of that species, even if it tastes a little different. So the Gemara asks from this Mishnah that you can combine different species, and Chizkiah said that it's talking about where they're all sweet, types of things. So the Gemara says, So according to Abayah's position that we follow the taste, so here too, they all have the same taste, so it makes sense we can combine them. But according to Rava, even though they taste similar, but they all have their own name. It's different species. So why are we able to combine all these together? So the Gemara answers that Rava said, that this Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. And he quotes that Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Meir, how do you know that all prohibitions in the Torah can be combined? It says, don't eat any abomination. Anything which Hashem said is an abomination to you not to eat can be combined together under the prohibition of don't eat.
So Reb Meir holds that you can combine all the prohibitions together. Now, Rashi explains that once Rava says that the Mishnah is Reb Meir, then he doesn't need Chizkiah anymore. Because uh, according to Reb Meir, you can combine anything even if they don't taste similar at all. And uh, that, according to Rava, is the reading of the Mishnah that Reb Meir holds you can combine things. But if you disagree with Reb Meir, you're not going to be able to combine it. And Chizkiah's comment that they all taste the same is irrelevant. Now, Tosos disagrees with Rashi's reading, and he says that even according to Rava, he agrees with Chizkiah's reading. He's just talking about a different case. Rava is saying that according to Reb Meir, you can combine any prohibited item, even if they're each separate and distinct. They haven't been mixed in together. But Rava agrees with Chizkiah that if there's a mixture, then you can combine things if they taste similar. So Rava does not reject Chizkiah, he's just explaining that Mishnah differently, that it follows Reb Meir, because it's talking about a case where there's no mixture. Now, the difference between Rashi and Tosvos, as Tosvos himself points out there, is going to be whether we paskin like Chizkiah, because according to Rashi, that Rava disagrees with Chizkiah, so we're going to follow Rava and not hold like Chizkiah. But according to Tosos, that they don't disagree, then we're also going to hold like Chizkiah. So based on this, says Rab Chaim, the Rambam does not quote Chizkiah's halacha, which seems to imply that he read the Gemara like Rashi, that Rava disagrees with Chizkiah, and therefore the Rambam omits mentioning Chizkiah in his halachas. So based on that, that also explains the Rambam that we began with, that holds that you can combine any types of tevel together, even if they don't taste the same, because that's very similar to the way Rava in the Gemara says, according to Reb Meir, you can combine any prohibition in the Torah. So even though we don't hold like Reb Meir in that regard, but if they are the same prohibition, they're all tevel, so then we are going to combine everything that someone eats in order to make up a kazai. So the Rambam follows Rashi's reading of the Gemara, and the Raivid holds like Tosos's reading of the Gemara, that uh, nobody disagrees with Chizkiah, even Reb Meir holds that you can only combine things which basically taste the same. So that's why the Raivid insists here that you can't just combine any fruits and vegetables that are tevel, but they also have to taste the same. But Rab Chaim questions this approach because he, he says that as we saw in Tosvos, they say that Chizkiah's halacha, that it has to taste the same, only applies when it's a mixture. But when the two products are being eaten separately, so then we don't have a halacha that it has to taste the same because you can taste each of them separately. It's only when they're mixed in together that we say you might only taste one of the foods. So why does the Raivet apply Chizkiah even to the Rambam's case, which is not not a mixture, it's when each food was eaten separately. In that case, even Tosos would agree that you don't have Chizkiah's qualification, that they have to taste the same, even if they taste separately, you can combine them. So where did the Ravid find this idea that even two separate foods have to taste the same in order to be combined? And Rabbi Chaim says, even though the Mishnah says that it's prohibited and we combine them, it's talking about both with regard to the punishment and with regard to making the combination prohibited, like it says in the commentary of the Rosh on the Mishnah. But uh, still, Chizkiah's halacha could just apply to making the mixture prohibited. It doesn't mean that we have to apply it to every case where the punishment is being given. So that's Rab Chaim's question on this simple explanation that the Ravid holds like Tosvos. So in order to answer this question, he quotes that the Iser Veheter writes, this is quoted by the Prima Godim 
in his introduction to Hilchus Taruvis. Uh, this is, I believe, the only mention of the Primagodim in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi and a very rare reference to an Achron, but he's really just quoting the Primagodim's quoting of the Easter Vahetar, which is a much earlier Sefer. Anyways, the Easter Vahetar says, Zayis Basar Zayis Chalav, if there's uh, one Kazayis of meat and then one Kazayis of milk, Lechamish Mitesha Shal And then there's 59 equivalent against it of the permitted dish. So this is an interesting case. Usually if there would be more than 60, we would nullify the prohibited item. But here, if we look at the milk and meat together, then there's two olive sizes and there's only 59 against it. So it's not more than 60. But if we take each one alone, just the milk and just the meat, then there is a 60th against it. So the Yisrael rules after Mitzvah from the Malkus the Chashuvin Kamin Echad. Even though we would combine the milk and the meat here for punishment, and we consider them one species, But since it was not prohibited beforehand, they were not combined. They each fell in separately. Therefore, it does not prohibit the larger dish. Meaning, in this case, because you have some milk and some meat that fell in separately, so we don't view them as being combined in the dish to prohibit the rest of it. Now, Rab Chaim points out that what's clear in the Isra Vahetar is that it's only when they fell in separately. But if they would have been combined into milk and meat, so there were two kazayas' worth of milk and meat that was already combined, and then it fell into this dish, then it would prohibit the whole dish. But Rab Chaim asks that even though they were cooked together, so there was already a prohibited piece of milk and meat which fell into the dish, but still once they fall into the rest of the dish, the taste of the milk and the taste of the meat are separate and we hold the halacha is that when you have a min b'sheno mino, it's two different species. So in order to nullify the smaller one, you don't need the 60th. All you need is that you're not able to taste it at all. That's a Gemara in Chulun on Zayin. That when it's a min b'mino, it's the same species, that's when we say you need 60 times in order to nullify it. But when it's a min b'she'eno mino, so then so long as you can't taste the smaller species, then it's nullified. So in this case, where we have milk and meat which fell in together to another dish. So the taste of the milk and the taste of the meat, each taken separately, are going to be nullified because you can't taste them. So why should we care at all for there to be 60 times the amount? And Rab Chaim adds in, even if we're going to say that we treat the Basar of this mixture of milk and meat, as one mixture and you need 60 times against it, which you don't have because... In this case, you'd only have about 30 times it. But still, says Rabbi Chaim, you can't taste it. And this is a min b'she'eno mino. So if you can't taste it, it should be nullified. So why is the Isra Vahetar implying in this case that it would be prohibited because there's only 30 times against it, when if you can't taste it, since it's a min b'she'eno mino, it's milk and meat and something else, then it's going to be allowed. So Rab Chaim says there's a simple explanation here, which is, let's say you were to take 61 different ingredients and mix them in. So obviously we wouldn't say that any one of those ingredients was nullified by the other 60. The final mixture would be a combination of all 61 different tastes. So in the same way, let's say you would combine two ingredients into a larger mixture even though each of their 
separate tastes is nullified. You can't taste each separate mixture, but you might be able to taste both mixtures if you put them together. But in general, that's not a problem. So if you take two different prohibited items and you put them into a larger dish and neither of them can be tasted independently, so we have no reason to think that just because you can taste both of them together, that's a problem. But that's obviously different in the case of basar b'chal, of milk and meat, where the whole prohibition is the mixture. So once you mix milk and meat, the fact that they're mixed is what creates the iser, is what makes it prohibited. So if you can taste the taste of milk and meat together, that taste of milk and meat is going to prohibit if you're able to taste that in this dish. That's why the Easter Behetter says that when it comes to Basar B'chalav, it would be a problem if in the final dish you're able to taste both of them together. Because again, this goes to the heart and soul of the distinction between Basar B'chalav and other Isurim. Other Isurim are prohibited on their own. So just because they're combined in a dish with some other Isur doesn't mean that it's a problem if you can taste both of those together, if you can't taste each one on its own. But Basar B'chalav is not prohibited each one independently. On their own, each one is allowed. It's just together that the mixture is prohibited. And that's why the Isur V'hatar says if you can taste both the Basar and the Chalav together in this mixture, then it would be a problem. Now, based on this distinction between Basar B'chalav and other Isurim, so Rab Chaim wonders, what would happen if you would have two foods which are included under the same Isur, but they taste differently, and they both fall into a larger dish? So you can't taste each of the foods independently, but the combination of them you're able to taste. Do we say that it's not like Basar B'chalav, because when it comes to Basar B'chalav, the mixture is the prohibition, but in this case, each food is independently prohibited, so since you can't taste each one separately, it's nullified? Or do we say that since they are the same Isur, the fact that you can taste the combination of both foods together means that they're not nullified and the food is prohibited? So Rab Chaim says this issue is going to depend on whether or not we combine both foods for the punishment. If we would take both of these foods, even though they taste differently, and put them together because they're the same Easter, and if someone eats a kazayas of both together, then they would get whipped, they would get the punishment. So in the same way, if they fall in together to a larger dish and you're able to taste the combination of both foods, it's going to prohibit the whole dish. And Rav Chaim gives an example. Imagine you would have half a kazayas of grapes, which are tevel, and half a kazayas of wheat, which is tevel, and you mix them together. And there's nothing else in this mixture. So if we say that the combined wheat-grape dish is prohibited and a person would get punished for eating it, so in the same way, if it falls into a larger dish and you can taste a wheat-grape taste together, then it's going to asser, it's going to prohibit the entire larger dish. But on the other hand, if we say that when two different foods that taste separately get mixed in together... You don't get punished for eating the whole thing. They're not combined with regard to the malchus, the punishment, the whipping. So then, Rab Chaim says, if they fall into a dish and each one can't be tasted separately, only the combination, then it is going to be nullified because in order to prohibit the dish, you'd have to be able to taste each one independently. Tasting the combination is not sufficient. 
So now, coming back to the Ravid, says Rab Chaim that we can understand what the Ravid is saying. The Ravid learns out from the fact that Chizkiya said that when you have a mixture of different foods, you have to have all of them taste the same in order to have a combination. So he says that that also applies in the Rambam's case where you have two separate foods that someone's eating and we're trying to combine it in order to punish them. So the question was that Tostos himself differentiated that when they're combined, you need to be able to taste all of the foods because if they don't have a similar taste, one of them is going to be not tasteable and therefore it's going to be nullified. But when they're separate and distinct foods, you can taste each one separately. Why do we have to have a similar taste for all of them? But Rab Chaim says his whole approach is that these two cases are the same. They follow one from the other. Because if the foods, when eaten separately, are combined for the punishment, even if they don't taste the same, then even when they're combined in a mixture, it should still be prohibited, even if you can't taste each food separately, because the combined taste of the mixture is a result of all of the foods which were put together. So the fact that Chizkiah holds that a person would not get punished for eating a mixture of different foods which taste differently means that we don't view the mixture in totality as being usr. We don't say that all of the different tastes combined together is usr. There has to be a specific taste. So unless all the foods taste the same, each one is going to be nullified. And therefore that must follow that he also held that if the foods are eaten separately, each one is independent, but they taste differently, they're not combined either for the punishment. So that's how the Ravid proves that even in the Rambam's case, according to his logic, Chizkiah would have to hold that there is no punishment, there is no combination of separate foods which taste different. And Rab Chaim ends the second big paragraph by saying, the Gemara in Chulin on Daf Kuvches says that if you have half a kazayas of meat and half a kazayas of milk, which were cooked together, so a person would get punished for eating them, meaning we do view the combination as a combined mixture that the taste of it, even though it's separate tastes, but the combined taste is a kazayas and the person gets punished. So this seems to go against the Ravid's position, but Rabbi Chaim says the obvious answer that that's Basar Bechalav. And as he's been saying throughout, when it comes to Basar Bechalav, the mixture is the prohibition. So that's why in that case, the combined tastes of both the milk and the meat are prohibited and we view them as combined with regard to punishment. But when it comes to other Isurim, that's exactly the whole point of the Ravid's approach, that other Isurim don't combine automatically unless they have the same taste. So then they're all contributing to the overall taste of everything. No one food's taste is being nullified. Now, Reb Chaim comes back to the Shittas Rambam, And as we said at the beginning, Rashi and the Rambam seem to read the Gemara as saying that Rava's answer removes any need for Chizkiah's explanation. So uh, that's why the Rambam and Rashi don't hold like Chizkiah. Says Reb Chaim that it seems that Rashi and the Rambam would also agree with the basic approach that he's developing in the Ravid, that the two issues of whether we view this entire mixture as being prohibited, the whole thing with all of the tastes combined in it, and whether we combine separate independent foods that are under the same isur for the punishment. So they also agree that those two issues are 
the same, they're related, and they follow one from the other. And the proof for this is that Rashi himself says that once Rava brings in Reb Meir's opinion that all prohibited foods are combined together, you don't need Chizkiah anymore to worry about the taste. So uh, there's no distinction made between whether it's a mixture or whether they're independent, meaning Rashi seems to say that once Rava introduces the idea that any foods can be combined for punishment, then the mixture is also automatically going to be prohibited because it's a combination of all of those foods together, regardless of whether it has the taste of one specific food or not. So it seems apparent from Rashi's reading of that Gemara that Rashi also holds, like Rab Chaim's explaining in the Raivid, that once two independent foods are going to be combined for punishment, then it also means that they're combined in the mixture and the whole mixture becomes asr. And that's why Rashi says that once Rava introduces that, he doesn't need chizkiah, he doesn't need to worry anymore about the taste of the foods. Except that in Rashi, Rab Chaim says it could be that Reb Meir has really a whole unique sheet over here. It doesn't follow the general rules. Reb Meir just holds everything can combine. There's no limitations or requirements. And he says it even sounds like that from Rashi. But the Rambam would certainly seem to hold like this because he does not quote Chizkiah and he's not paskening like Reb Meir. And he's still saying that within the mainstream position, once we say that two foods independently eaten can be combined for punishment, so then in the mixture, it's also all combined to be prohibited. It doesn't matter whether you can taste it. And that's why the Rambam doesn't quote Chizkiah's position. So this would generally overall follow the Ravid's approach, that whether a combination, a mixture of foods is prohibited is going to depend on whether someone would be punished for eating each of those foods independently and together they make up the shior for the punishment. So with regard to that basic equation that Rab Chaim developed in the Raivid, the Rambam would agree. The only issue at the heart of the debate between the Rambam and the Raivid is whether we hold like Chizkiah, meaning is there this requirement for the punishment combining independent foods for Malkus or for the mixture that they have to taste the same or not. Now, Rab Chaim ends off the piece by pointing out that the Rambam actually holds something a bit more radical than was apparent at first, because the Rambam introduces this whole discussion by saying, if you have a case of Tavlin of Truma and Kalai HaKerem. So here you have two different Isurim. Up until now, the whole discussion has been where everything was Tevel. But in this case, you have a dish which is Truma, and it's combined with a dish which is Kilayim. So it's two different prohibitions. And still, the Rambam says that even if it's two different species, they could be combined. So that is certainly a question, Rab Chaim points out, because if they're not combined by the Isur, each one, each food has its own prohibition, and each food has its own taste, then how can they be combined? Here the Rambam certainly should have quoted that if they're two different prohibitions, then you need Chizkiah's requirement that they have to taste the same. So Rab Chaim explains that the Rambam must have read that this question in the Yushalmi, which asks how could you combine three different species into one, is not asking the way the Ravid understood it. How could you combine them into creating the same taste when they each have a different taste? And the answer is that Chizkiah said that it's talking about a specific case where they all have the same taste. But the, rather, the Rambam understood that the Yushalmi is asking the parallel question that our Gemara in Avodah Zarah asked, that according to Rava, 
that we follow the name in determining min bimino, we follow which species, what it's called, not how it tastes. So, so the Yushalmi asks, well, in this case where you have two different species, they're called two different names. So how can they combine? So the answer is, Chizkiah said that they taste the same. And what that means to say is that Yushalmi is holding like Abaya's position, that we follow the taste in determining Min Bimino, not the name. And that's why Rava holds that Chizkiah is totally irrelevant, whether there's two prohibitions, whether it's one prohibition, never do you need the requirement that it should taste the same, because that's Abaya's shita. And he holds like Rava that we follow the name of the species in determining what it can combine with and what it can be nullified in. So that's why the Rambam totally omits any mention of Chizkiah. It's even more radical than Rashi, who said that Rava doesn't need Chizkiah because he has another explanation. But according to the Rambam, Chizkiah, the way the Yushalmi understands it, is actually a reflection of Abaya's Shita, and Rava totally disagrees with it. So that's Rab Chaim's piece. Uh, he's trying to explain the machlokas between the Rambam and the Raivid, whether you need the same taste in order to combine two different species with regard to punishment. The Rambam holds that it doesn't matter what they taste like, and the Raivid holds that they have to have the same taste, which is an explicit statement in the Gemara from Chizkiah. But as we've seen, Rashi already says that Rava would disagree with that, and Rab Chaim takes the Rambam even a little further than that. The two main conceptual points are, first of all, this distinction between Basar B'chalav and other Isurim, that Basar B'chalav, the mixture itself, is the prohibition, whereas when it comes to other Isurim, each one is independent. Independently prohibited, so the mixture is less of a problem, and that explains the Iser Veheter saying that when it comes to Basar Bechalav, the combined taste is a problem, which may be different than other Isurim. And the second key point is that whether or not the mixture with all of the tastes together in it is a problem, even if not each taste can be tasted on its own, would depend on the issue of whether we combine it with regard to punishment when the foods are eaten separately. Do we take these separate foods and put them together to make the shear in order to make the punishment? You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.